Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, Oregon. It's Wednesday, November 25th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Oregon announced 21 deaths from COVID-19 on Tuesday, the most disclosed in a single day since the pandemic began. State health officials also reported the seventh straight day in which the number of new cases topped 1,000. November will likely become Oregon's deadliest month of the pandemic to date. In August, 138 people died of the disease and as of Tuesday, 130 had died in November. Hospitalizations continued to set records as well. 474 Oregonians diagnosed with COVID-19 were receiving care, more than 100 of them in intensive care units across the state. Public health officials are urging Portland-area residents who have tested positive for COVID-19 not to rely on overwhelmed contact tracers to spread the word. Instead, the top health officials in the metro area said Oregonians who have contracted the disease should reach out immediately to anyone they've been in close contact with, including alerting employers, and encourage them to take steps to quarantine or isolate. Dr. Jennifer Vines, the lead health officer for Multnomah County, said contact tracers are only reaching about half of confirmed cases reported in the county right now. That suggests more than 1,100 infected people living in Oregon's most populous county haven't been interviewed about their close contacts in the past week, nor in all likelihood have those close contacts learned from county officials they've been exposed and instructed to stay home to prevent spreading the virus to others. The message comes as coronavirus cases are surging across Oregon, and particularly in the metro area. Case counts have more than doubled from two weeks ago. A federal judge on Tuesday declined to invalidate Oregon Governor Kate Brown's two-week coronavirus freeze that prohibits indoor and outdoor dining at restaurants and bars. The U.S. District Judge denied a temporary restraining order sought by the Oregon Restaurant and Lodging Association and Restaurant Law Center. The Restaurant Association, which represents 10,000 food service and 2,000 lodging businesses across the state, and the public policy group Restaurant Law Center, had asked the judge to allow restaurants and bars to provide food or drink on-premises, inside or outside, as long as group sizes were limited to six people from no more than two households, mirroring the current limitations on social gatherings. But lawyers for the state called the proposal absurd, saying that all those groups will still share the same air with limited ventilation. The restaurant industry has been one of the hardest hit in the pandemic because of thin margins, large payrolls, perishable inventory, and dependence on dine-in customers. City contractors on Tuesday removed the final remnants of a sprawling encampment along the outskirts of Laurelhurst Park, where about 100 people lived for months among a cluster of tents and other makeshift dwellings that had incensed some nearby residents. Mayor Ted Wheeler touted the sweep through the wealthy southeast Portland neighborhood as a model he hopes to replicate across the city despite Oregon's current record-breaking coronavirus surge and large protests organized against the practice.
Wheeler says the approach where the city provides advance notice of a sweep, as well as a safe alternative for homeless campers, strikes a necessary balance and provides a template for future campsite removals. The mayor's blunt assessment comes at a precarious time for the city's homeless population, as temperatures are falling to dangerous lows and coronavirus cases are surging. Record crowds visited Crater Lake in July and August, leaving its skeleton staff scrambling. Most staff typically live inside the National Park in dormitory-style housing during the summer, with up to four people often sharing a room. Restrictions set in place because of the coronavirus pandemic have allowed only two people to share a room, cutting the park's usual summer staffing in half. That meant half the rangers available to rescue stranded hikers, protect natural areas, and prevent outbreaks among workers and visitors during the coronavirus pandemic. Despite the struggles, the park superintendent reported no serious injuries to visitors and no positive tests for COVID-19 among the staff. Thanks for listening. Find more news at OregonLive.com and support our journalism with a subscription at OregonLive.com slash pod support.